anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could get bit, make you scream. Your ex will cut your kid's hair, make him look like a peen. Fucking October's been a real scene. <laughs> oh, October's been a fucking bitch. Let's start our reheat of the worst witch. Choo, 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 choo. Oh, I there ruined that with my cough. <laughs> it's fine. It's that's because October's been such a bitch. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sasha Chambers, and this is Eating After Midnight, a podcast where me and my best friend, Amy Rivers, reheat movies from our childhoods to see if the leftovers have retained their flavor or leave a bad taste in our mouths. It's also about how these movies influenced, inspired, and shaped us, whether the ideas they cooked up and fed us, nourished our bodies and minds, or just rotted our teeth and clogged our mental arteries. Amy and I are not film scholars, but we do have a genuine love of movies, as well as a beautiful friendship that spans 26 years and counting. The way you said hello was like, hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm so delirious. I'm so delirious. Yes, everyone. The month of October has been a horror show for Amy and I that we are only just getting to uh, record for you. Amy has been um, infected by some kind of bubonic welsh plague and has been sick for 90 days straight i think she's actually the undead at this point i'm pretty sure that amy is a zombie um and my dog was the victim of a zombie dog attack last weekend and is recovering his lordship is convalescing in my lap so if you hear some strange rustling sounds there you go that is the werewolf attack the creature stirring basically yeah. Where bitch tried to pick a up a dog and kill him. And it was horrifying. But anything can happen on Halloween. Ooh, Sasha. We are doing the worst witch. Yes, we are my favorite, favorite Halloween movie because it is bloodless. <laughs> is it your favorite Halloween movie? It is. Right. It is. It has a whole bunch of my favorite things. It has super lo-fi effects it has a ridiculous soundtrack kittens and tim curry (laughs) what's wrong everything's great no blood the worst thing that happens someone wears a rubber mask and goes boogity boogity like that is the scariest shit that happens in the whole movie i um cannot say that this is one of my favorite halloween movies however i did watch it a lot when I was younger and I loved it when I was younger and the rewatch was phenomenal. It was fantastic. It reminded me of um, how much I loved it. And, and it's funny that the things that I'm going to point out in, in this um, podcast we're, we're doing is basically like the stuff that I loved when I was little, like it wasn't because there's nothing in it. That's like, why did that happen? Or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's unlike some of our other things. This is a complete, nostalgia trip for me like there is you know what i mean like this this movie just it it smells like fall when we still had fall in los angeles we don't really have it anymore thank you global warming but you know yeah fall smell you know I, elmer's glue and orange crepe paper <laughs> nasty bowls of candy corn and all the excitement around coming up with a costume that's what that's immediately immediately where I go when this movie starts absolutely and and I'll tell you because how uh, October has been so terrible I mean I've decorated the house and everything and I I've kind of like tried to get into the spirit but as you know though I love horror films I've had a real difficulty watching them ever since I had my son because you just you know your your mind, changes and everything's frightening and I, I I remember I watched something I'm trying to remember what it was but I watched a horror film not too long ago oh I watched um American Horror Story 1984 and it was great and it's you know campy so it's not super scary but it's still 
unnerved me to the point where like I checked my door three times and I made sure that my son was like in my bed with me because I, I just, it, you know, it, it, even that unnerved me enough. The worst witch, I will have to say, has been my Halloween kickoff movie, which is great. I, I think that I wasn't super into Halloween just because it's been so difficult. And then I watched it uh, last night and I was suddenly like, it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like, let's get into this now. So I am super happy. It, but like I said, it was just a nostalgic trip for me. Um, shall we get into the soup? Let's do and it. Just, and, and get going. Dip into this pumpkin soup. You want to do the, uh, the IMDB on this? Yes. Yes. I mean, which is basically a full plot here, but let's, let's go for it. All right. Uh, we're watching, uh, we're, we're heating up the worst witch, which came out in 1986, which can I just make a note here? Like, why are the effects so bad? 1986, like, like they had some stuff then, didn't they? I mean, it was a low, a low budget it was low situation. Budget. They blew all their budget on Tim Curry, basically, I think is what <laughs> yeah, happened. Because, like, when did Ghostbusters come out? Like that came out like 19... 19- next year we'll have to do uh, that's yeah we'll have to do ghostbusters now that is my actual favorite ghostbusters is my favorite all right because that shit because even ghostbusters scared the fuck out of me dude i think when i'm such a i'm such a baby when we do ghostbusters we do ghostbusters one and ghostbusters two. Oh fuck yeah man (laughs) like that's how else are you supposed to why am i the drippings with ghoul like um (laughs) ghostbusters go yeah ghostbusters came out in 84 so there's not there's not this is a very low budget situation in that case right it's just like one of those things where when i saw like when i was doing it i was like okay they come out in like 1981 82 that's where i kind of was placing it in my brain so when it was like 1986 i was like what Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these all look like a really bad, like, what do they call it? I feel like all the AV nerds in the like early mid 80s in elementary school, they had something called toaster, like toaster effects or something. And the, they would be the ones that would do like all of their presentations for fucking group projects and stuff and they would do video presentations and it'd be super fancy and they'd have like zoom in, zoom out on their little videos. And like, it basically looks like one of those kids was responsible for the special effects for the worst witch. Yeah. Okay. So it came out in 1986. Um, Mildred Hubble is one of the young girls at the prestigious Witch Academy. She can't seem to do anything right and is picked on by classmates and teachers. Headmistress of the school, Miss Cackle, has an evil twin sister who plans to destroy the school. Can Mildred foil the plan before the Grand Wizard comes to the Academy for a Halloween celebration? You will never forget. First of I all, mean, yeah, let's let's work through. Let's okay. So let's just go ahead and go through this. Mildred Hubble is one of the young girls at a prestigious witch academy. Okay, cool, solid, got it. It's <laughs> it's a private girl school for for witches. Right on, right on. Um, she can't do anything right and is picked on by classmates and teachers. That is my actual first note is like, yes, whoa, this is, this is really, this is a documentary on bullying. This is terrible. <laughs> this is really bad. They're really mean to her, like really fucking mean. And she's actually pretty tough for it. And surprisingly, the first note comes not from um, Ms. Hardbroom, the inimitable Diana Rigg who is so gorgeous. She's so- She, like, honestly, a witch gave her that bone structure. It's not right. It's not fair. It's just, it's not natural. There's absolutely from another dimension that she can look like that. If you can have a green light staring you right at the face and still have like beautiful skin and just like amazing things going on. Yeah. Just everything in your face. Like that scene where it's just a green light on her. It's like, that's all you really need. Yeah. That's one of my actual points of um, uh, that notes that I have, like that, like this is super low fi low fi. It's ridiculous um, how bad it is in some ways. It's, it's like, you know, t- it gets to the point where you start appreciating how bad it is. 
But like all they needed in that scene when um, Miss Hardbroom catches Mildred and Maude, uh, you know, talking. Which is weird because why why are you so insecure as a grown ass witch woman that you are fucking hiding in the shadows of little girls rooms (laughs) in case they talk some shit about you? (laughs) Why don't you magic up a spine and self-confidence? Some fucking bullshit. Why are you so disturbed? Anyway, but no, my first, my first she, all, all, the, what I'm yeah. saying is all she needs is that green light on her. And it's, and it's, it's an amazing scene. Like, because her acting in that scene with her just rolling her R's and dripping her words and pleasant nightmares. Like, that's pleasant all nightmares need. is one of the best lines ever. But the worst, the worst one is when she's in the office with Mrs. Garrett. Miss Cackle, Charlotte Ray. And she's like, you just really are the worst witch. And I understand that they're setting it up, but it's so fucking mean. It's so it's mean. So well, you know, actually, mean. I forgot my one line. I had a one liner to uh, introduce the worst witch. We're going to edit this in. Before there was Harry Potter, there was Mildred Hubbard. Hubble. Fuck. You, you need do more it. fucking gin and tonic. <laughs> but there's our but there's our false opening so thank you for that uh, <laughs> all right why do i fuck everything up <laughs> okay um the cast rounding out the cast of course though mildred hubble is played by feruza bulk am i saying her name Faruza right bulk. yeah you got that one right I love you, Feruza Bulk. I have bulk. always loved you. Bulk. Bulk, like the Balkan Islands, not bulk like bulk beans and rice. <laughs> I love her so much. In so many things, she is fantastic. Right? I just love <laughs> that you can say Feruza, but not bulk. <laughs> Oh, girl, I'm trying to change to the topic. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I'm going to love Can we give her her the love she deserves? She's fucking awesome. She, so this is either her first movie or one of her first movies. Actually, I could be wrong because she could have done Return to Oz before this because she was a child actor. She's actually kind of disappeared, but Return to Oz, she was fucking amazing in that. Um, And then when she was older, of course, she did um, The Craft, Mm -hmm. which- that movie is only her, in my opinion. Sorry, Nev Campbell. And the yes, two other Return to Oz was, was 85. So this is her. her this second. is a follow-up. Yes, this is a follow-up. Yeah. And then she was in um, American History X. She was an almost famous. And I just think she is one of the most interesting looking um, actresses ever. Like she's just got such mm-hmm. a look. But in this, she is so perfect so sweet looking her hair in braids and, and just one one in a braid eyes. and one half out of a braid she's such a cute little mess i she's just the cutest it's just she's so cute like and i remember when i was younger just wanting to be her i just thought she was the cutest thing i mean she must be relatively our age right she must be maybe a year or two older than us she's you know i would venture she's maybe a few years yeah, she's a, she's uh she's forty seven at this point. Yeah, a few years. Oh, older, okay, so she's yeah. so she's she's like four years older. Can I tell you? So nostalgia point. I'm pretty sure the second I saw their uniforms and everything that this film really just fed my dreams of going to boarding school, which I think a lot of us had this dream. Did you have it? Like I just wanted to be in boarding school my whole life. Girl, no, as a black girl, I have never dreamed <laughs> of going to boarding school. They had a black girl in, there's a black girl. There's two. There's two. There two. Exactly. There's exactly. an Asian girl too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do no. have to say a note on those uniforms though, something that I had never noticed before. And I understand that they were trying to go for like whatever stylistic choices they could muster as being, you know, specific to the worst witch. But those hats, the shape of those hats, how they went with that like rounded to point, it just looks like a fucking anal suppository. (laughs) Nothing about it says witch hat. It all says, I got an issue in my downstairs. 
all of it. Oh dear. Real bad. Oh dear. And then of course you mentioned already that uh, the one male character in the film is Tim Curry. Oh my Lord. Any movie, he's in it for us, I think a grand total of three minutes. Yeah. But that's all you need. It's all any film needs is three minutes of Tim Curry to make it fucking brilliant. Just just a dash, a dash of Kim Terry powder. Kim <laughs> what did I say? Wow. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. This is gonna be a really interesting edit. You're doing it, aren't you? I am doing it. I'm I'm keeping that. Um, so, you know, all we need is three minutes of Tim Curry and this elevates the film to like the next, next level of greatness. He's it's what makes this film iconic. Are you really telling me? Cause we, we have one in the can that we've never released. And that, that is, that is clue. That's our secret, yes. our secret yeah. lost episode. And I remember saying that, like, I have had a crush on Tim Curry for as long as I can remember you seriously, even rewatching the worst, witch weren't like hot and bothered for the no. grand wizard like everyone else and by the way the grand wizard of all fucking titles they couldn't come <laughs> up with something less clancy what the fuck y'all well you know so this is the the thing that i learned um so this is british production yes i don't think it's bbc but it must have been bbc right but anyway point being it's british production which is why everybody has a british accent except of course um Agatha. Mildred Hubble and Agatha who's from the Bayou who is from Alabama even though she is sisters with Cackle's twin sister indeed yes indeed for some reason they have completely different accents and their look man her Miss Cackle twin sister Agatha and what's what's her what's her sidekick's name I don't ever remember the sidekick's name but they just look like like the heart tour bus crashed head on into the Halloween party store. Like it is just <laughs> such a fucking scene Their in the woods, man. Are ridiculously bad. Ridiculously so awful. Bad. Like like and and mind you, um I do actually love the punk rock sidekick a lot with her fucked up teeth. It's just she is so great and she's bat just- bat penitar. She's <laughs> <laughs> bat penitar is an amazing drag queen name. You should write all this shit down. <laughs> it's a really good one. Um, so we, we are introduced to Mildred in the beginning because she's late to class and she's clumsy. And um, the first scene that we really get is her potion scene. And she's supposed to make a laughter potion. Um, instead, she messes up and she makes a invisibility potion, which can I note, like she must've gotten like extra credit for that because like, uh, like if it's a laughter potion, literally just do anything and then take it and then laugh. Like I passed. Whereas invisibility, like that should have been noted. She should have gotten extra credit for that. In my, I mean, opinion. I thought it was way cooler, right? It must be more difficult. And um, I will also mention at this point, I will mention this numerous times, but Maude is cool. She is like the heart. Maude is ride or die. She's 100% that witch. Okay. Maude is the fucking, Maude is it. Maude is so cool. Can I tell you, I am Mildred Hubble and you are Maude. I really, I don't know. I don't know. I would flip that. I would flip that. No, 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 no. Because at the end, when Maude decides to let Ethel have it, that's all you. <laughs> Fair. That's all you. When I saw that part, I was like, oh, I'm Mildred Hubble, who can't even fucking say my name correctly. And you are the one telling everyone to leave me alone and giving me pep talks <laughs> that I'm not the worst, even though I'm the worst. <laughs> I like the potions test. I've always loved, again, the nostalgia of this film, all the girls around their cauldrons and the way they snap and like the fire comes on and then they're like putting all these ingredients in. Like it's all I wanted to be when I was a little girl. Like it was amazing. You know, boarding school, becoming a witch, dream. 
down with the 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 witchy part not interested in the boarding school <laughs> aspect um never been interested in any scenario where i had to sleep with strangers in a room never liked that <laughs> never liked it anyway at the end of this potions <laughs> test the she makes an invisibility thing and then yeah. her ass goes to the principal's office but not mod teacher abuse yeah it's pretty bad they really rip on her super bad it's 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 sad it's really sad she doesn't deserve it like that she yeah. really <laughs> she really doesn't she really doesn't and i don't know we never really get to the heart of what is wrong with mrs hardbroom that she is such a shit to mildred why she needs to be so cunty it's never you know <laughs> never comes up yeah she but... doesn't have like a um a uh, snape reveal yeah we don't ever you get know? that we don't ever get that moment which is unfortunate because it would it would have helped it really would have helped a lot and uh so this movie was hard for me to find because there's a series on netflix called the worst witch so yeah it is based on um a novel by jill murphy right okay but Jill Murphy wrote numerous ones and it is Mildred Hubble's life, you know, while she's going to this school. And I believe that the last one that she wrote is 2008. Oh, so it started seriously? in the seventies. Yeah. I mean, I could be really wrong about that. I should really look that up. The most recent one was published in 2018. So there could be later on, um, a reveal of why Miss Hardbroom is hating on on Mildred so she intensely. Really is. She's just she's just a hateful, hateful woman. And then we've got also Agatha, who's just hating on Miss Cackle too. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate. <laughs> Although I will say that I, I will never get bored of the '80s evil twin trope. That is just one <laughs> of the best things that ever happened to television series it's just like the greatest thing ever i love it it's so lo-fi and cheesy and i'll never get tired of lo-fi magic i just won't well the lo-fi magic starts at the very beginning when we see i guess it's green screen and we we see like the, when you really notice how bad it is in this film i mean the the ps de resistance of course is um uh, anything that can happen on Halloween, but throughout it, it really is all about whenever they're on their broomsticks. Cause it's basically, I mean, they must take the broom, stick it on like a park bench, sit on it. <laughs> and then like literally and like there's like, yeah, there's like a, a, some like a PA on either side of the broom, kind of shaking it a little bit, maybe wiggling it. Can they I put tell a you cat? They put a cat in the bag on a fucking coat hanger and put it up in front of me. It's like, it's just so bad. It is real bad. Can I tell it's you so that cheesy. I thought throughout with the, with the, um, with the broomstick flying, what am I trying to say with the flying? Mm -hmm. What was it called? Broomstick flying? Why am I? What are you talking? Are you talking about like at the end when they- No, no, throughout lying? the whole thing. Uh -huh. Whenever they, they're flying on their broomsticks, right? Whenever they're flying on their broomsticks, I thought of those, I don't remember if, like, I don't think they have them anymore, but when I was a kid, I would love at the grocery store, it was like these um, scenes and it could be like Smurfs or something. It always had a theme. And then there were like these stickies that you could kind of move throughout Yes. All of them, but they, they didn't stick completely. They were this weird material that it was kind like of, a, yes, it was like this weird plastic peel yeah. stuff. Oh my God. I fucking and, and love you those kind things. Of, yeah. I loved them. And you could, you could put them on um, in different places and kind of tell your own stories. Right. And that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of like, <laughs> the scenes, and they just took a cutout of these witches on broomsticks and they just like moved it throughout you know, stop animation. That's what I thought it was. Something like that. That's what I kind of thought of when, when it was the, whenever they were flaming on broomsticks. Because everything it about so it, just everything about it is so lo-fi, so bargain basement, low budge, like the soundtrack, that song that Charlotte Ray sings 
Let's talk about the music. Oh my God. If you're filthy, smelly, evil, wicked, and cruel, you'll be right at home in my little school. Like this, this is like, it is some of the cheesiest music ever and the most earwormy. And I just like, I'll never be mad at a song that can somehow work in the word pus. (laughs) It's so good. It's so bad. It's so I, good. Her song and Charlotte Ray's commitment to singing it yeah. is just and and same thing when when Tim Curry sings anything can happen on Halloween. Like the commitment of Charlotte Ray and Tim Curry to these ridiculously funk songs. Like they're the worst. I mean they're terrible. And they become wonderful, iconic pieces of beauty because these actors just chose to 100% double down on them. They just go for it. It's so great. And I noticed in, you know, on just how bad the filmmaking is. And again, so bad it, it, it bounces back and it's good. The cinematographer, I don't know what he was doing. I just feel like he was like, uh, let's put the camera here. Uh, I feel like you're being there. generous, consi- like to assume that there was a cinematographer. <laughs> I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't. You're absolutely right because when you when she is singing that song, right? And and we rarely do this on the podcast. We rarely start talking about like the cinematography or the fantastic editing. You know, um, you can listen. No, to our dude, this is wonderful like high school, high school level film project level editing and camera work it is not even not even i feel like i feel like students would give a little bit more they'd be like at least trying this one literally if you watch it it's like there's an angle shot that's at the bottom of the hill with the camera pointed up and that's all it is while the witches are you know going around in circles and they go back to it like 10 times and then it's intercut with just in her face that's you know right here close up of her singing the song it's ridiculous and like I said we don't do that part as much and if people want to get that level of you know filmmaking smartness they can visit our friends at worst scene best scene yeah comment on shit like that and they know what they're talking about a lot better than we do we don't so Everybody gets kittens. Everyone gets kittens. Yeah, that was a good part. And she gets a little grand white kitten again. Super cute scene. I'm really glad that she didn't call it Blackie. I'm really glad that that Maude came in and was like, but what if she gets a complex? Because it's true. I hate it when people do that to animals. I fucking hate that. It's a black dog named Snowball. Get the fuck out of here with that. There is a, uh, I remember there was a guy who had a dog. They called him chicken. (laughs) I don't mind that. I don't mind that. That I think is hilarious. (laughs) But the other thing is stupid. She ends up calling him Tabby. Yeah. Yeah. Tabby. Super cute. Um, I wish the cats had more parts. Well, what's crazy is that they're not actually, so again, you know, in Hollywood, you usually have like an animal wrangler of some sort who really like takes care of the animals and the animals to a degree have like training. But clearly <laughs> this, they just got a bunch of kittens. What are you and- saying? They like, they like drove around till they saw some kids with a fucking cardboard box in front of a Vons and were like, hey, kids, Basically. we'll take them all. Basically, because there's a point in it later on when she when she runs away from the academy after the disaster on Halloween and like she's holding the cat and the cat literally just wants to jump out of her arms and jump down. <laughs> and you can see her like through the bulk, bulk, through the bulk. <laughs> you can see her just kind of like, like trying her hardest to like sit there and, you know, pet the cat but in truth she's just trying to keep it from jumping out of her arms yeah and then whenever the cat (laughs) is in a scene like it's all about just holding on to the cat so it doesn't run away (laughs) oh my god i mean oh it's really funny oh now that when when you think back on it it's just too good it's just too good (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> almost as good as Miss Spellbinder's outfit, which is clearly the costume of the entire the entire film. You know, everyone is going to want to dress up as Squid Game this year. I get it. Resist and dress up like Miss Spellbinder. You know, you will be like going deep on geeky shit. With, yeah. You know, like you'll you'll win. You'll win Halloween. Yeah. Go, 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 go for the deep cuts. Go for the deep cuts, not the low hanging fruit. Yeah, you exactly. Know. Red gloves, red, red boots, boots, red cape, cape, red goggles, red and helmet. The, and the, the cape has a spider web on it. And she's got a gray jumpsuit on. She looks good today. Doing it. She's doing yeah, yeah. it. Clouds is out and she is flying <laughs> high, doing her thing. What is with the weird cousin? The weird, the weird. Oh, the she's niece, the other she's American. She's, she's yeah, other right. American, yeah. All the Americans are stupid or tacky or gross. Like that's the idea, right? No, no. All of them are stupid, tacky, or sweet and clumsy, of course, because Mildred right. goes to a school. For some reason, Mildred's the worst and she happens to be American. Do you think that that was a, you know, slight I mean, dig? Did they do that on purpose? I mean, Alabama, like they really were coming hard for. Well, yeah, because Miss uh, Aggie, she's definitely Alabama and it's thick. And then Donna, who is the cousin, is super New York, you know, New Jersey something. And then poor Mildred is just how she has a fucking push button phone taped to her broom. She's a fucking witch, but she needs a broom phone. Like she, like it's just—it's so too good. Oh my god! Rewatch it, everyone. Oh Happy Halloween! Lord. Happy oh Halloween, Lord! Oh, girl. So then, terror tag. Uh, how do you play terror tag? You ask. So terror tag is like hide and seek, except. The point is to scare the other team. And when you make someone scream, you they get a point. Right? Yeah. So, oh my days. I too, again, this was a moment, like the second they put on their sash, I was like, yes, I remember this. I was so happy because they got to play terror tag. And then they like scare each other by making... They stick their tongue out. <laughs> Basically, they cross their eyes and stick their tongue out and pop out from behind a curtain. And this terrifies a witch in training enough to scream. It is so silly. It's so unbelievably silly. And then, of course, we have Ethel Hallow, who is our, our villain child, who has amazing eyebrows and a terrible attitude. And just really, she's clearly, she is the... The, the, the Drago Malfoy of the Witch Academy. She's spoiled and entitled and comes from, you know, some strong witchy bloodline. And Ms. Hardbroom has a hard on for her because of it. And, you know, she's just terrible. She's an That's awful brat. Bad. She's an awful mean brat who for some reason really has it out for Mildred and chooses to somehow set Mildred up as the downfall of her team by pretending to wash her face in the girl's bathroom wearing the stupidest oversized rubber Halloween mask and somehow when she lifts her face from the sink this makes Mildred scream nine times in a row like a squeak toy it's so silly like even that actually if that was the one part I was like okay Mildred pull your shit together you're fucking it up for everybody. I tell it's not you, even that scary. Can I tell you though, Mildred's face when she's trying to scare Ethel, she does one of these things where she pulls down her eyes and she's like this. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. She's, and she's like, wow. <laughs> you got ruined. I'm so sorry. Silly. It's a podcast. You can't so see it. Silly. You will have to go. Basically think about the way you would scare your friend when you were three. <laughs> Make that face. Do monster, do three-year-old toddler monster face and you are, you're playing terror tag. Ethel sucks a lot. And 
she calls her a disaster area. Yeah, a disaster area. I can't do a British accent. Well, I've only I've well, only lived like after here she does forever. a bunch of like really disgusting, gross food fighty stuff where she like balls up water and like balls up bread and throws it in her water to make it splash to make it look like she's a mess. And then Ethel like freaks out or not Ethel um Mildred freaks out, knocks over that other girl, and a ketchup bottle falls, and she somehow thinks that this girl has been like shot with a cannon through her belly that she's just <laughs> like exploded with blood. <laughs> she's fucking freaking out. Yeah, it's a lot. So Mildred needs some, some therapy. She's got, she needs some, she needs like a thunder shirt or something. She does have some like, and this is why I'm like, I think Mildred is me. Cause like, I have like all that anxiety and mods like super cool. It's like chill bitch. It's fine. And like, that's why I think, see, you're a little bit Mildred. I'm a little bit Mildred. Aww. I'm a little bit mod. You're a little bit mod. This is why We've we got our moments me. is what you're yeah, saying. Exactly. We've got our moments. So in this scene, when she freaks out thinking her friend got, killed it with the ketchup that's more you and i'm the yeah. one going milk it's fucking ketchup <laughs> and then when when um but at the same scene when mods like tells ethel to shut up when she calls her a disaster area yeah that's you and i'm yeah okay that's cool yeah, we take that's turns. really sweet we take yeah. turns after she cheats, basically, Ethel cheats with, with putting on the mask and making <laughs> making Mildred scream nine times. Mildred gets really upset because Ethel's like talking shit. And she's like, I'm going to turn you into a frog. But she ends up turning her into a pig. The hard broom lady shows up and says, oh, take her to the library, turn her back. And they do. But in this moment, of course, Ethel is now like, I'm going to get you, Mildred. Yeah. So yeah, if Ethel, if Ethel already didn't have some kind of weird need to ruin Mildred's life, she has especially decided that like she has it out for her now because she's turned her into a pig and she's going to tell her daddy. And uh, yeah, I did appreciate <laughs> though that when she turned back into a person that she was still in like this weird all fours position on top of yeah, the yeah. table i wish she had been stuck with a tail or something though that like that like mildred wasn't able to completely reverse it and like she still had like one cloven hoof or something would have been <laughs> she deserves it she's really she did really she's, a real, asshole. she's, a, real she's asshole. a real asshole so then the next big thing that happens is they're, they're gonna like the grand wizard the fucking grand wizard's coming and they've got to like try out for the broomstick display yes but before that happens is the classroom they're in the classroom before they start talking about the the broomstick display and the auditions for them uh they got a picture of tim curry and i know sasha uh is very into tim curry that he is super fly in her world but in my world if you're in my team tim curry is not at all super fly but this scene when they've got a picture of him You've got a bunch of what, 11 year old, nine year old girls. It's a little weird. Swooning over him. Like it's like the Beatles all over. It's like insane. They are, yeah. they are palpitating. They're, they're like holding Kissing it and breast. Yeah. And just dying and just, oh, they love him. It's insane. They're lusting. They're swooning and lusting. I know. And it just, you know, once again, just reinforces this like fucking patriarchal shit, you know, where it's like, look, we have this entire academy of women. All of the instructors are women. All of the students are women. But we're going to defer everything to this one dude. Yeah. Fucking problem. (laughs) The real fucking problem. It's just really insane how they've got these little girls going bananas. And I guess it's made worse because then, uh, you know, Miss Hardbroom comes in and she takes the picture and she's like losing her mind over it too. And she can hardly contain it, you know, her like sexual attraction. And she delivers that really intensely. And so does Tim Curry when he comes in. Like, Oh my the, God, they this- are just... A cauldron of sexual tension. Exactly. <laughs> it's dripping. Hello, Mrs. Hotbroom. God, he's so hot. How do you not? How do you not? I don't get it. I oh, don't get it. There is so no world where 
Tim Curry and I do anything sexy. We just sit and have a nice cup of tea. We just have a cup of tea and he tells me about all of his wonderful things he's done in his career. And I say, thank you very much for your time. And I I at no point want to bone him (laughs) (laughs) or be boned by him. Um, Yeah, no, no, zero. Um, But you know, you own that. You own that, Sasha. And clearly you're not alone because all the girls at Miss Cackles Academy, they're just, I'm telling you, they're swooning. They're losing their minds over this picture of him. Before we go too far, it's really simple and short and sweet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like the whole the whole movie is an hour and nine minutes. It's pretty you know, great. It's yeah. really my, I like it. I have a <laughs> lot of respect for that. 69 minutes. This story didn't need more than 69 minutes. So they have tryouts for the broomstick display. I love this part. Oh, they all have crazy names. I wrote them down because I just love all of their wonderful names. Where are they? Okay. So these are the girls who, who get to do the, the um, broomstick display. Dawn Undercover, Maud Warlock, Gloria Hobgoblin, Sophia Hattrick, Natalie Sinister, Julie Vanishing. I quite like Julie Vanishing. I think that's really good. And Zoe Transvestrine. So Zoe Transvestrine um, gets hooked on the laughter potion. So she doesn't get to, uh, she gets cut She gets high team. on her own supply. She gets yeah. on her own supply. She gets cut from the team. There's always one. There's always one story every <laughs> semester. <laughs> she gets cut from the team and, um, and Mildred gets to take her place. But Mildred's broom looks a scene. Apparently, it's a little ratty because it's got some. It some broke earlier broke in the story. We didn't she's go through it. Tape but... together. There's a yeah. whole thing going on with Mildred's broom. So Ethel comes up with like, you know, I've got like one of my like spare birthday brooms in my locker, and I can I can loan it to you. Um, and of course, this the little bitch curses it. <laughs> Because she's an asshole. She's an asshole. It's a, it's a very obedient broom. And then she goes and tells the broom what to do. Which when I say faster, you go faster. Woo, what a <laughs> fucking spell. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the, very good point. See, like I said, this, this movie doesn't ask you to, um, it asks you to stretch your imagination with with the terrible effects but it's not very complicated it's a perfect movie yeah it's a perfect movie to kick off halloween um oh shit girl and then they get ready for halloween now just a little thing i do love when they get ready and again nostalgic 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 i just remembered loving their like they're putting on glitter and uh-huh. all that i just loved it when i, was I use girl. the slime rinse go ahead try it loved it Loved it. I worry and I, about my nose. Do you ever worry if it won't get big and sexy like this one? Oh God, so cute. Maud is the shit. She's making jokes like that. Like Maud is funny. I mean, she got into the um, what is it called? The the broom display. Like she made the cut. Like she's a good witch. She's a good witch and a good person. Yeah, that's why I have to say. I Solid. looked her up actually because um. <clears throat> because we're doing a podcast on this fucking thing. Um, and she didn't do anything else. The little actress didn't do anything else. It was just like this. And I think she was in one other movie where she plays like girl number six. But other than that, she didn't do anything else. Unfortunate because Maud was the coolest. So what did Maud do? Did she like grow up and become a dentist? And she just happens to be like that cool dentist that was also in the worst witch. And there's like one picture of it in the waiting room or something. I think that's what exactly what happened to her. I think if we looked it up, that's exactly I'm what kind happened. I'm into that. I'm into that story. Yeah. Let's just have that be the story. Maud, yeah. is cool. Maud is so cool. It's Halloween now. And the grand wizard shows up. It's Tim Curry. Flies in in his coat of many colors. What is the, no, we have to talk about it because what is it made out of? It's like, number one, it's not a coat. It's a cape. Cape. And it's like, it's the size of a football field, right? Well, it's, a, it's basically 
I think it's like a parachute. It's like a giant parasail. Parasail. Essentially. Right. Uh, and it's, I, yeah. It, it looks like it's made from like one panel is this um, tie dye orange yellow yes. pink tie-dye and the other yes. is burlap like it's like it's like the strangest no it's like a pink thing. satin it's like a pink satin and then like this orange tie-dye thing and that doesn't oh, look pink the, it looks very it's pink it looks very tan in the version i saw Pinkish. but then yeah. he's wearing like a bat bow tie mm-hmm. and and then in one like like when he's flying he's wearing a white tuxedo but then when he's just standing there it's a gold tuxedo right like he's got two different gold dress blue dress man i don't know it's magic (laughs) it's just but he looks incredible is the point everyone Mm -hmm. looks like the most amazing thing the bat bow tie and then if you think about it if you think about it that number all takes place on a green screen so I think Tim Curry was in this movie for a grand total of a minute and 15 seconds, actually. I was being real generous with the three minutes. He lands, flirts with Miss Hardbroom, immediately disappears into a green screen fantasy, and then shows back up at the end of the movie for about 45 seconds. Truth. Truth, truth. But let's talk about anything can happen on Halloween. I mean, and where do we begin? Dude, whoever wrote this song... I just, I just want to take, I don't know. I don't know if he needs to be committed. I couldn't find, I couldn't find a a recorded version of this. I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm sure it's on YouTube, but like, I couldn't find it on Spotify. Like I wanted just the song. Couldn't find it anywhere. I was really, I don't know why it's not played all the time, but it has some stupid lyrics. So it's like anything could happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat like something could walk on into your bass drum and your sister could turn into a bat. Like it's so elementary. It's so pedestrian. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah. And like Tim Curry's singing of it though. But at the beginning, I wouldn't change places. Like when it starts with that, when he comes in all operatic like that, Anyone tonight? He's drumming faces and watch the witches flight. Like he's just so like and like when right before he gets into it, he's like, oh yeah. Oh. Uh, like he has like he's like ready to take off his pants. He's so hot. Whatever. It's bananas, though. It's bananas that he's dripping with sex. Like yes. it's bananas. Yes. And then like um I've got a couple even even Miss Cackle is flustered and can't speak straight when he's I around. can't speak straight and it's not the sexiness though it's just the amount of it is just like what but here are my other um notes for this uh props like <laughs> the props that he uses during him pretty fucking fantastic from the, the heart and then there's another one that he has and then yeah, like, there. Honestly, this is and this, actually this was the moment where I was like, "Y'all had no excuses <laughs> on these effects that you would actually cite the Gremlins as a reference in this song, and then come at us with these cheesy ass lo-fi effects." Is pretty hilarious. So all I can liken it to is, like, it's a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> where someone has like overdone yes the buttons like yeah there's a part like where, every effect yeah every effect in the book like like every single second has a different effect i mean there's a one point where he breaks into a bunch of squares and oh, like, yeah. he swirls and then there's yeah. like other parts that I, are great way it's like a cat and he comes out of the eyes it's so good it's April just so first good can be fun new year's eve is a ball, but on Halloween, your skin begins to crawl. It's so like, it is like, I feel like a five-year-old could have written these lyrics. It is just oh, 
but so they're so simple. I love them. I love them. That's what's crazy about it is the juxtaposition between him saying things like hairy, scary, creepy, (laughs) crawly, but he's saying it like he's saying it like he is crawling over a woman like Prince. Yeah, he's he's delivering it with the same intensity as Prince. Yeah. it's a, it's a, it, he could have been crawling out of a bathtub. Yeah. Filled with blood. spiders and snakes. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> to rape a virgin. Like, ex- oh my God. What it sounds like. <laughs> like, it's so, like, it's mind blowing. It's loaded. It's way it is loaded. loaded. It is a loaded gun ready to go off, dude. It is insane. It, I don't, this whole movie, actually, it's like, it's kind of like I was nostalgic, nostalgic. And then my job was on the ground and I remembered it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it wasn't anything I hadn't seen before because I, you know, as I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. So as a child, I just remember thinking it was kooky. Watching oh, yeah. it as an adult, I'm like, did they put this in here so like my mom wouldn't be bored? She'd be like, okay, it's only an hour long. Oh, yeah. No, I remember for some reason convincing Christian to rent and watch this with me years back before he'd like moved, moved permanently to New York. And uh, I remember getting to this part and just being both of us being like, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like- Oh my God. Do you have anything? Uh-huh. I mean, this is a major part. Do you have anything more that you need to say before we this move fucking, on? This is fucking brilliant. It's the best, it's the best money they spent on the whole film. Ethel, you know, decides to get back at, at, at Mildred at this point. And oh no, she- wait, wait. I do have one more thing to say about everything. Okay. Anything can happen on Halloween. So w- the best part of it though, is that when it's over, it legit just kind of pokes the button at how they spent their budget on Tim Curry. He's like, I've got to go. I've got another gig. And he just splits. That's it. 45 seconds. He's like, that's all you got. That's all you got. Of course, he doesn't leave until they do the broom um, broomstick. Oh, that's true. They watch the broomstick debacle. And and when when Mildred, you know, messes it up and everyone ends up on the ground. Well, let's not say Mildred messes up when Ethel's broom. Now, here's what happens, though. Here's what happens, though. Ethel goes faster and like the thing goes faster. But how does it send everyone else's brooms? She hit the chaos. She hit okay. Everyone. All right. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I don't know if like the YouTube version of this that I was I was like I can't actually see what happened. No, you can't out. see what happens. I'm <laughs> assuming. I'm telling you this is what happens, but you're absolutely right. How does it? But I'm I'm assuming. Okay. I mean, basically, the way the film is made, she's like, you know, like again, the the effects are she's on a park bench, you know, sitting on a park bench with a broom, and she's just going whoa like this with her arms. And then, you know, everyone else is doing the same and then they all fall on the ground. That's, that's actually what happens. But I would assume that what it is, is that her broomstick goes faster and it hits everybody else. So they fall to the ground and she doesn't know what's happened, but of course everyone blames her. And then that's when, when the grand wizard is like, um, split, I've got another gig. And just like, he takes a pause. You missed that. He goes, I've got another gig. So in the morning, Mildred, of course, is just distressed and thinks, you know, I just have to leave. I just have to run away. But they've got the cat covered in tears. I know. <laughs> the cat. But I mean, it's like another ridiculous part where the director was like, yeah, and the cat is going to be like wet with tears. And it is. The cat is literally... It looks like they put like dropped a glass of water on the cat and then like she's crying on top of it. Like that's what they did to the poor cat cat that, as we said, was just, you know, outside of Vaughn's got stuck in this movie, you know, or actually this movie was filmed in England. So it was outside of a Tesco's and now I don't think they do that here. I don't think they give away kids outside of... Yeah, I don't know if that metaphor works, British people. Let me know. Did that used to happen in the 80s? Because in America, that still happens now. Um, Yeah, so she takes off onto a green screen adventure through the sky. (laughs) And and this is the point again where she's holding on to a cat. 
for dear life. And it's that's all that's happening. It is like a, a 35 second scene of her just going through just floating. Just floating. Just floating around, just floating around. Trying and to, to the cat. From on high. Yeah. From on high, she sees Aggie and her gang dancing a jig around the fire, right? Around their cauldron. They're planning, of course, to take over the school. And the way they're going to do it is turn everyone into frogs. Yes. Is that what they're going to do? Because this is the worst thing you can do in the worst witch universe is turn someone into a frog. Turn someone into a frog. And, um, you know, because Aggie, who is twin sister, who is the Alabama, you know, Alabaman, what are they called? The school she feels that Miss Cackle has stolen it from her. So she's trying to steal it back. So she's going to turn everyone into frogs. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this was the plot point that we did not mention earlier. So now, now y'all. Well, know. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't carry a lot of weight. <laughs> You're not really concerned not throughout really- the film about Agatha and her rabble raggedy gang in the woods. Hanging yeah. out. Yeah, it doesn't really bother you at all. Doing heart karaoke around the fire. You know, it's just not. And it's pretty quick. Like, so Mildred sees them and then they're like, we're going to turn everyone to frogs. And then Mildred's like, oh, I've got to do something. Yeah. I'm going to turn them into snails and whips out a book. And within she can be, she's right there in a clearing. She's made real, no real effort to hide herself. Um, but still, <laughs> Agatha has to smell her in the wind first to know that she's there and then locates her and then starts doing like fireworks out of her fingers in her vicinity. You know, and this is, again, why I appreciate this a bloodless film, because I mean, she's an evil witch. You would have thought she'd been like, I'm just going to blow your ass up. Boom. Problem she, also, she also screams when she's like, oh. She uses yeah. like the same singing voice oh, like that yeah, to, yeah. to affect her magic, but and not fast yeah. enough. Not fast enough for the worst witch to be able to drop her book, pick up her book again, find the page and be able to rhyme whatever it was with snails to complete, <laughs> to complete this, uh, this <coughs> fucking spell. And she turns them into snails like I've never seen before. Are these British snails? Do you see these snails all the fucking time? They are huge, enormous. They're, they're like the enormous. size of my big toe. And they're also quite beautiful. They're like, they're like uh, croissants. Yes, they're like ginormous sea snails. They're, they're gorgeous, but I've never seen those before in my life. <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad you had the same question. Cause I was like, what the fuck <laughs> are those? Those are not snails like I've ever, I feel ever like, seen. I feel like they, I get, you know, it's, it's one of those things where they couldn't get, you know, kind of cats that were trained a little bit. Um, but you can go to any garden and just pick five snails, but they got like these really special snails. I don't know. I bet you, if we check the credits, there's like a snail handler, (laughs) like there's like a whole, there was like exotic snails that they imported. It was, they were pretty ridiculous. They They're look like pretty. the racing snails from Neverending Story. They're so big <laughs> and pretty. Yeah, they're very pretty. They're Strange very pretty. Moment. And then immediately into a box they go. Um, they get That's all like, of 15, what does 15 it say? seconds of screen time. They say Acme uh, Spell Company is what the box says, by yes. the way, which is pretty amazing. So this is, again, so simple. What happens next? Mildred goes back to the school. And they immediately catch her and are like, you need to go to the principal's office. And then this is where we get the great scene with um, Maude, who uh, basically stands up to Ethel and just is like, you messed up Mildred in the witchcraft thing. And just, just like, you're awful. And da, 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 and she just she lets her have it. It's yeah. the best scene. Also, did you clock the David Bowie poster in the dorm room? Yes, yes, I've got it. I've got it here. I guess he's a witch too. He yeah. must be. He must be like the. Of the, um He's the. He is the grandest of grand wizards. Like I'm. I'm not sure. Like maybe they couldn't afford David Bowie, and that's how they ended up with Tim Curry. 
David Bowie's too busy doing a labyrinth. Labyrinth. You see? Yeah. You see? Um, so, so yeah, so very simply, she goes back to the office. She reveals the snails in the box. They believe in her that she can turn them back into people. She does. And, you know, she say, she has saved the day. Yeah, she so saved simply. the day. That's it. And then, so and simple. then, what is it? So it ends with Agatha. So you think we're making fun of her accent through the whole thing. At the end, she is actually holding a sign that says Alabama, which is right. hilarious because when I was doing my notes, I was like, why is her accent like all like from fucking Alabama? And then at the very end, which I did not remember, she's actually holding a sign saying like, you know, um, like hitchhiking Al- to Alabama. Yeah, Alabama or bus. Right. Um, and Mildred comes back into the room and the whole room applauds her, except for fucking Ethel, because she's got to be a bitch to the end. Yeah. And then the final, final moment, of course, is, you know, what are you going to do now, worse witch? And she says she's going <laughs> to, <laughs> she's going to. Oh, because, you. because the grand wizard is so impressed that he's, he has said that, you know, the, the rest of the day needs to be declared a half holiday. Oh, yeah. Not officially Mildred Hubble Day, but a half holiday. Also, did you catch the new teacher that all of a sudden appears in the background wearing an orange headband? She's like the, the witchy PE teacher. All of a sudden, it's like, where did she come from? I want to see her cut scene. I want to see, I want to see witchy PE. I want to see that. Um, yeah. So he decides it has to be a half holiday. Do you have plans, Mildred Hubble? Oh yeah, he comes on to her. That's what it is. Holiday. She says, I guess I should practice my it's flying. My flying. And yes. then he's like, would you like to practice with me? So it's like every line he delivers has sexual undertones. Yes. No matter if he's talking to, you know, uh, Miss Hardbroom, who's age appropriate for him, or Mildred Hubble, who is And my not. final note here is, yes, Grand Wizard, I'd like to practice all of it with you reading that you right now so on my notes gross <laughs> <laughs> you know the one scene that i didn't um get to mention because i didn't look at my notes at all really throughout this whole thing um the one piece of magic in this that i liked the one trick was when miss cackle drops her handkerchief and she goes yes oh. And then the next scene is it it floating down and then she catches it. That I thought was quite elegant. I that think- was where they fired and changed editors. <laughs> we were we were in store for something. And then right at that moment, it was revealed that the editor had been stooping the director's wife or some shit. And <laughs> it all fell apart <laughs> after that. It was a really lovely bit. It was. That was that was probably like, you know, as I refer to this movie, it's like it's a it's a treat that's just full of tricks. You know, that's that's what this movie is. And that that was probably the loveliest of them. But it's so good. You know, it's like it is. It's so bad. It's good. I feel like. And it's just so wholesome. It's, it's so, so wholesome. wholesome. It's the apple in your trick or treat bag. It really is. It's that <laughs> house. It's just so wholesome. I and I, I love it. Like I, it, I have to say, with all that we have said about it, like I fucking, I can't wait to watch it next year, um, with my kid. I wonder if he'll like it, but he'll definitely be watching it because it's. Oh my so god! Cute. Can we please dress him up as the Grand Wizard for Halloween one year? Can we please? please oh my god! Please? The answer is yes. Hey! Any other final notes, Sash? Just, you know, if you're filthy, stanky, evil, wicked, or cruel, you'll feel right at home in Mildred's little school. Go <laughs> ahead and watch, watch The Worst Witch because it's such a good movie. Wonderfully terrible film. Wonderfully terrible film. So on a transatlantic flight to visit me in Wales for Halloween, are you going to watch The Worst Witch, Bewitched, or anything with Jamie Lee Curtis? Ooh, okay. 
I wait, are we talking like OG bewitched? I'm like talking about. Ooh. Are you, you're not trying to try to tell me that there's been a filmic remake of Bewitched, has there? Yeah, with Nicole oh, Kidman fuck. and Will Ferrell, and it's horrific. Oh, God, is so, nothing so, sacred. There is nothing sacred in Hollywood. Come on. So, now. okay, if that's Come the case, now. if that's the, if that's the deal, if it's a fucking. No, 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 we're going to go Nick at Night, Bewitched episode. Okay, <laughs> Nick at Night. Okay. okay. I would definitely be binge watching old school bewitched because i loved that show when i was a kid but i would take a break and i would watch the worst witch because tim curry um and jamie lee curtis you know lover but i would probably be there with samantha and darren and waiting for them to switch darren's on me so i could have the same sense of fucked up outrage as i did when i was a child <laughs> and get down in my seat with anything can happen on halloween so if this was pre-Blevin, I would be 100% watching anything with Jamie Lee Curtis. I would watch Halloween. I'd watch Halloween 2. I'd watch Halloween H2O. I'd oh, see, I didn't even Halloween. make that association. I didn't even make that association between oh, Jamie she's the and horror films. Queen. Because I don't watch them. I didn't even make that association. Didn't she's even get, the screen get it. Queen. You didn't even get the joke? Nope, didn't even get it. Don't worry. People in podcast land. Got it. George Sukara got the joke. Thank you, Joanne. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> it really is. We make this podcast for George now. Basically. Um, anyway, kick off now with Worst Witch because it's it's tradition. You know what I mean? It's just like on Christmas, you've got to watch Pee-wee's Christmas special. Halloween, you got to watch The Worst Witch. Anything can happen on Halloween. So thank you all so very much for listening to our latest episode of Eating After Midnight. If you like what you heard, please pop over to iTunes or whatever platform you listen to us on and leave us a review. You'd also make our day if you could follow us on Instagram at Eating After Midnight Podcast. And if you've got the time, DM us with any comments, questions, or complaints. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Pleasant nightmares. <laughs> That's like the best witch laugh I could come up with. The dog's got a foot in my face.